Podcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Oh, AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, Dominion fans. Welcome back to the AfterBuzz TV After Show. We're talking about episode 208, Longest mile home in your home to talk about Dominion. I'm your host, Zach Wilson, here as always. So excited to talk about this just, just jam packed episode. So much to talk about. And to help me do that, I have my fantastic, lovely co host, Jackie Warowski. Hola. Oh. <laughs> I think this was my favorite episode so far, although I do feel weird saying that because I feel like I've said that like three other times this season. That's what you but, want, though. But it's for real this time, guys. It's for real. <laughs> this is my favorite episode so far. I mean, there's a lot in this episode. There's it's- so much going on, and there's there's so many things that happen for main characters that I feel were game changers. Game changers for these characters. Yeah, um, it, it the thing that the show has done is really just every episode they've just packed stuff in and like there's not a lot of story. There's maybe a couple storylines that I'm like eager for them to like move to the next step on, but it's not that it feels like they're dra- unnecessarily drawing it out. Yeah, um, it's been solid. Like, like literally, my list of like these are the topics we need to talk about is so long. In this. Yes, yeah, um, but in a good way. In a good way. Yeah. Um, and I do like that this season, every single turn, almost every episode has had at least one moment where you're like, holy crap, that just happened. Holy crap, that just happened, you know? Yeah, like, that just happened. I just watched um, Carl Bukes, a.k.a. Gabriel, make out with all the three lead women on this show. <laughs> at once. You're, that was... You, that's if you're an actor, that's gotta be like I like, felt is- I felt happy for Gabriel though, because I feel that he's been neglected lately. He's been beaten. He needed some love and loving. Yeah, I mean well let's let's go back to where we started <laughs> off okay. with him. We we were teased last week when Vaughn was in the studio. If you missed last week's uh, after show, I highly recommend you go check it out. We had a fantastic time talking to Vaughn Wilmot about the show. Um they're, they're, uh, Gabriel is like tied up by Julian, mm-hmm. and he's going to get. They're gonna. They're intravenously injecting him with drugs, um, and as soon as he escapes, I feel like we know like something's up. What were you thinking? I guess he's like wandering through New Delphi. Part of me did think uh, automatically that it was a dream sequence because. Because it seems so bizarre that you had all these shots where you're like, okay, it's either that, like, yes, he escaped and he's been, like, on drugs, but, or, or it's a dream sequence and it, it conveniently, like, matches that. So that's why he's so fuzzy. Um, and then it, it was, it was weird because then Claire came in and I'm like, but how did Claire get there? But maybe this is a dream sequence, but maybe it isn't. So I felt like my mind was being played with a little bit. 
which is a good thing. It's not bad. It's not bad on the show. You want to yeah. keep thinking. You want to keep on your toes. Yeah, it's um, like I. I guess I wasn't sure. Like the entire time, like I know that he is somehow under the influence. Right. The question is just how much. And we know the instant we see Claire that this isn't real, but we don't know. Like I thought we were going to find him still in the chair. Right. Like right where he was. He was left. But this actually I thought worked even better. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's. I mean, that's uh, it, it was. The idea that he like got thought he was getting away, and they were like so able to trick him. Um, it was great. It was I great. also think, I mean, even if even if this decision from Julian was okay, I'm going to make the you think it's these specific women. I still feel that um, it says something about Gabriel's psyche if he imagined these specific women. So maybe Julian intended that, or maybe. Gabriel just came up with with uh, Erica and Noma and Claire in his head. Yeah, I I, I think it was really it, it was all him, right? Because I, I don't, that wouldn't be who I would think. Like I don't, and I think Julian would be on the same page. I, they wouldn't think, oh yeah, we'll match him up with Claire Rison, right? And, like that was just for some reason that where his brain went to. I find it fascinating because they're three powerful women, but they're three very different women. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they had him just... At, I mean, we find out it's three random ladies, but it's not like they have him set up with three random ladies. It's not like they have him set up with like an eight ball. It's the three most powerful women in the series. And I think that says something about Gabriel and how he thinks of himself. Like he thinks highly of himself to where he would merit the, he would be in a he would be able to have relations with the three, uh, highest powered ladies in the land. Yeah. You know what else he needs? For a good orgy, though, he needs a good quality American-made mattress. That's a good point. I mean, we all need a good mattress, you guys. Um, and we're we're proud to to thank our our sponsors, uh, Casper Mattresses. Um, so I want to take a moment to thank to thank our sponsors because Casper is an online retailer for premium mattresses, top quality mattresses for a fraction of what you're normally going to pay. They're very they're very mattresses are super expensive. I don't. I haven't upgraded my mattress in forever because you can't. It, it's so expensive. But with uh, with Casper mattresses, they can cost anywhere from as little as five hundred dollars for a twin size, or as still as low as nine hundred and fifty dollars for a king size mattress. That's a lot of imaginary women that you can have on you when you're an angel on a drug trip. Uh, it's. Uh, and that's the great part about it is that it's so affordable, and we can make it more affordable with it, with a code. Uh, ca- uh, if you go to Casper.com/slash/AfterBuzzTV, um, you can get fifty bucks off these fantastic mattresses. Uh, it's completely risk free. Uh, if you can, there's a risk free trial and return policy, so you can try it out to make sure that it's the right mattress for you. You can try sleeping on the Casper for a hundred days. That's over three months of time, and you get free delivery and there's painless returns. They, they want to make sure that this is the best mattress possible for you. The well, it makes that- sense. You're setting this. A mattress is a serious investment. It's a serious investment for your life. So yeah. they're giving you the opportunity to to make sure you're 
you're in on that investment. Yeah, and they are made in America, just like anything else that's going in Vega or New Delphi or anywhere, really, that we know about at this show. It is made in America. Um, it's made with latex foam and memory foam to come together for the better nights and brighter days. Um, it's it's the perfect mattress for you. And as I said before, you can get $50 off of any mattress by going to casper.com slash TV. No TV. Just AfterBuzz. I'm so wrong. <laughs> it is casper.com slash AfterBuzz. Don't put in TV. It won't help you. But if you go to casper.com slash AfterBuzz, you can get $50 off your mattress. And that is a great deal. Um, and that's really, I mean, I think in the show, what all the characters want, especially Gabriel and Julian, they're just looking for a fair deal. They are looking for a fair deal. Out of life. They're, they're looking for a fair deal <laughs> in the game of life. And most of them probably do want to take a nap. I can imagine at this point. Um, yeah. <laughs> I with with this uh, with this Gabriel storyline. What I find, um, I and I think I might have mentioned this before. In the previous season, Gabriel was really the villain, and here we have Julian as the villain. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a switch where we're starting to see Gabriel's humanity, and maybe we'll see more teaming up of Michael and Gabriel against Julian. I mean, yeah. that is if Julian doesn't possess Gabriel. Yeah, I mean, at this point, um, I, I, we I, I'm totally on Gabriel's, like, side. Like, he's he doing some bad brother. stuff. He saved his brother. Yeah, he saved his brother. We've seen this his tragic backstory where he cared about David. Like, we, he has been completely humanized to us. We are 100% supporting him. Um, and, that, and that makes it easier to root against Julian. Yes. Even so, we see some, like, Julian's not, like, 100% evil. We know he has evil motives. Um, but there's something, he doesn't come off as 100% evil either. That's he great comes po- off to me, though, as more evil than Gabriel, because I, yes. I feel like we've seen, uh, we've seen enough of the sympathetic side of Gabriel, and for people like me, who really love the Michael character, it's hard for you to see their, their brother relationship and, and not say, oh, but they're such good brothers. Yeah, they, we, because we see him care. Right. That's the thing, is that, like, when you see a character care about something, something that you can relate to, even if it's just a little bit, you will feel for them. Inevitably. And, and you know what's interesting, too? In this scene, when, um, in this series of scenes with Gabriel, when Gabriel tries to take over Pete, I totally for- had forgotten that he could do that. I totally forgot that he could project himself and take over people yeah. like he could last season because he. I don't think he's done it this season at all. We haven't seen him do it. It's one of his like sort of special abilities. Um, they all have like cer- all the the higher angels have certain abilities. Um, that's that's his. We've seen uh, burning uh, eight balls from the inside out as yes. potentially one other one, which we will get into later. Oh yes, trust me. Oh yes, you couldn't stop me if you wanted to. So amazing. Um, but uh, I I totally had forgotten he did that, and I like that they brought it up again as as to show that Julian thought of everything, where he can't just go out and inhabit some other body and then try and free himself that way. Um. Yeah. I mean, poor Pete. <laughs> poor Pete. He gets kicked around. I want Pete to get uninhabited and be back to normal. Pete. For a moment there, Pete was double possessed. <laughs> It's a bummer to be uh, Pete these days. Yeah. 
um, or I guess it's Manathis. Um, but that's when Julian comes back in. Is like he know he not only knows about that because he's been spying on Gabriel. He's prepared his angel army for it. And honestly, at this point, I have to think like. And now he has the amphora. Yeah, he has the amphora, um, and we'll get about we'll get into how in a second. But like the fact that he has it, I have to think like Gabriel, like he might be. In trouble. He might be in trouble. Like I think he's in real trouble. I think Julian might, but I don't think it's many episodes before Julian ta- does it and takes Gabriel's body. Like, he has effectively act- taken his mind. Like, if he can, I don't know that you can, like, push, well, I guess in a possession, the human soul is still in there. Right. So Gabriel would stay in there. Um, I would love to see, I would love to see the actor do that. I, like... I'm obviously worried for Gabriel in this situation yeah. where I don't want Julian to to possess him, but I think that's a great thing for the actor to be playing, to see that kind of um, possession. Just like I think for the actor who plays Pete, it's great to see him play these two different... He plays the eight ball, but then he has played normal Pete. So it's it's a lot of um, really good meaty role... role uh, what do I want to say? I don't want to say role-playing. Just... Just meaty acting roles for yeah. these guys. Um, uh, so, uh, and Saeed in the, the chat is asking, what is Michael's special ability? I think special ability, I may have misspoken a little bit. They were each given a gift from God. Um, Uriel was given the, the book um, that mm-hmm. we dealt with last season. Uh, Gabriel was given the ability to control lower angels. Michael was given the tattoos. Um, and we don't know what uh, Raphael and potentially... Lucifer, Lucifer would have been given. We don't even know that Lucifer was necessarily given anything at all. But, but maybe he was given fire throwing ability. <laughs> maybe he was. He was given a fire flower. Uh, <laughs> in, in, and then he built a wicker man. Oh, God. Um, he uh, did. It's on the show. Yeah, he really did build a wicker man. Our if engineer, Stephen, is uh, He built a wicker man. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Um... <laughs> um but anyway, so well, let's talk about how we Gabriel gets the amphora back because of General Ryson and General Ryson with the crazy flashback. Oh story. my gosh, I love and again Vaughn teased this, but I I love that we got to see the beginning of the Angel Human War. I, I love that we got to see just how terrifying and scary it was where it's the, the uh, you have the officer getting possessed right in front of him and he has to fight him and then he steals the other officer's identity to I, become General Ryson. How crazy is that? Before I, we talk about the, the, gen, the identity theft part of this, um, the, the, the effects of the possession, like, mm-hmm. and that, like, Vaughn teased us with it, the idea of the, uh, the flashback to what was what is effectively the time period of Legion mm-hmm. the movie, um, and what what Bryson was going through that day was awesome because we've only like we only have that like the movie that's like loosely like yeah, the basis loosely for this tied into this. Um, I mean, it is, but like it's it's also sort of we're just like sweeping it under the rug and all of it. But to see what is really what really happened that day. The idea of the angel souls like coming in and like taking over, and the one where it like bounced off a guy, mm-hmm. like he he like fought it off, like he was as a human was strong enough so that it, like the I, the reason why like 
some humans made it without being possessed is yep. because they were just they strong, were strong enough, enough to survive. To which is a great answer because if they're just like raining down from everywhere, it, it begs the question as to why like who, you can't yeah. just like infect all the all people of the in human Vega race, yeah. or stuff like that. But that, to me, that quick little moment answered that question. Yes. Um, and I love that they have, they they choose an actor who you would believe to look like General Ryson, but they used this, the actor of old General yeah, Ryson's same used, voice. They, I love that. They used Alan Dale's voice, yeah. right? Like, it was dubbed over. Yeah, it was. Okay. <laughs> I loved that effect. Because because it is weird if you go back into the past and you, you have a flashback and the actor kind of sounds different. Um, on the strain, it's nice because the actor who plays one of the younger characters changes his voice to sound like to sound like the older character. So in this instance, it's perfect because you just have the same exact voice, and it's easy to just buy. Okay, this is Ryson. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I mean, there there have been some times where it pulls off. To me, the best example ever is Looper. I've never seen Looper. Looper, you have um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt mm-hmm. playing a young Bruce Willis. I remember Willis, that. Actually, yes, I did see that. I saw that and was yeah. just like, that man should win an Oscar. Yeah. But he, it's not like Joseph Gordon-Levitt as his character. It's Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Bruce Willis. Yes. Yes. Um, but that, like, that, it worked. But the idea that he is, that General Ryson is not a general at all. Like, the whole basis for why he's leading right. Vega is just all BS. Which, you know, um, I actually think that, not not that you should steal people's identities, but I do think that it, it, may, it gives him almost more authority looking from an outsider in mm-hmm. to say, this guy was tough enough to basically, like, take take history by the horns and just like ride it yeah. he saw an opportunity and he took it and he knew that he had to do xyz to survive and i think for me it almost means more that he just seized he sees the moment for himself than if he was just like a general that like did everything by the book and they had appointed him to this position he really did earn his place and he really did create his own system yeah um it's it's crazy to think about um what like what like the idea of like thinking that far ahead in the moment of like the world has gone to hell in yes. many in some ways literally yes um and he has the the forethought to shed off his his persona of just like the like effectively the accountant of the military mm-hmm. um he's a civilian right he's not even in the military but to take hit that general's uniform it changes his path because anyone who sees him in that is just going to assume yeah they have no reason to doubt him, and we know he. It, we know he's been studying history because he's made fun of for studying it. But he said, "Those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it." And then I can't remember what he said after he fought the guy and killed him because I do remember in my head I was like, "Oh, that's another defining moment for him." But now I can't remember what the exact line was. If we have anybody in the chat roll who can remember, that would be awesome. Which line was it when? When. Uh, General soon to become Ryson 
kills the eight ball that is attacking him in the office. Deception is the key to victory. <laughs> That's what it is. And and uh, I then you think you have later on in the scene he's made he's made another choice for deception. So not only in that little instance he deceived him in thinking making that that eight ball think he was weak so he could overtake him, but then he has another deception of pretending to be a general. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's 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 why you got to read Sun Tzu. Just in case there's an angel-based apocalypse, like you know what to do and you'll be the head of the uh, And I do like entire I do like, in Las Vegas. I do like the idea that the the well-read, the well-learned man is more prepared than the guy who's just like, "You read that's dumb and terrible." <laughs> I'm putting my cigarette out on your work that you're like here and probably is important to like the <laughs> right? operations of this base that we're on. <sighs> <laughs> somebody dies so quickly. Somebody said, "I can't find the the comment." Somebody's like, "That's what you get when you mess with book loving nerds." That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, True, um, but I love that stuff. And then in present day, um, by the end of the episode, Ryson is now a dyad. Yes, because he's dying, and um, and Clementine, and Clementine, may- maybe Clementine, maybe Clementine, maybe not Clementine. I was buying it less and less throughout this episode. Uh, how do you? What do you think about Clementine by the end of it's, this? It's it's hard for me to buy it when you think that Clementine keeps encouraging him to to tell where the location of the Amphoria is. I it didn't strike me as the old character of Clementine would have done that. Yeah, I mean, if everything she said, none but the of, problem is she knows so much about him. So you're like, okay, but, but does she? Right. That's the thing. It's like I listened and like everything that she said. More or less, Julian could have pieced together from what he had said, it, just talking to either Ryson or to Alex. Right. Because after he learns that Alex can evict mm-hmm. someone, stands to reason. Like, the rest of that, like, the eviction thing with her, and I think he even, Alex even said something about that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I think he definitely said something to Ryson. Right. So, even if... Julie wasn't there. He has ears everywhere, as we learned in this episode. Um, he even saw knows Gabriel's power. So we probably heard over what Alex said to Ryson. Um, none of it was anything between the two of them. There was nothing yeah. that... Like, that maybe she if she had, mentioned, like, the jewelry box or something. Yeah. She mentioned nothing that had not been discussed in one form or another at the bay, at New Delphi this this season. So I still don't think that she's actually Clementine. It's just the uh, it's just the motives for me are too are not enough. I feel like if Clementine really loved him, would she really be encouraging him to get the Amphorae and encouraging him to mold with another body that's not his own? Yeah. I don't know. Well, this is the interesting thing about the dyad, and the, and Julian is sort of enticing him with you'll still be you'll still you. be you you'll still be you'll still be a hundred percent generalized. It's like no, hold up, no, he won't be. No, there will still be General Ryson in there. Yeah, but there will be fifty percent the personality of this angel, and mm-hmm. I get that a dyad, much the way that Julian is Julian and Leray. Um, it will be a new, it's sort of, it's not either one. It's both. It is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something that's hard, I think, difficult to wrap your head around. Right. Um, but it is both. So the wants will combine mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting to see what happens 
we don't know what this whatever angel he's gonna put in there right what wants their, yeah what and what um, their personality is and what the, like are they subservient to mm-hmm. rice like ooh is it, I just had a like wild, if they're subservient to Julian then it's like he set up a a perfect minion wild prediction what if it's Manathis like which one was Manathis Pete. But I I thought by the end of the episode, Manaf oh. was still in Pete. Yeah, I'm out of order on that. All right, it was a swing. Um, I, I don't well, I don't know if you need to be a higher angel to be a dyad. oh to be a dyad. Um, I would think maybe you do? Question mark. I don't know. Yeah, I think you would have to. Because like, like would you have to? Yeah. Because otherwise, it's just an eight ball. Well, no, because an eight ball is the angel. Like, mm-hmm. mind is 100% the angel, or like 95% the angel, right. with like a little bit of the human leaking in. Mm-hmm. Um, but a dyad is 50 50. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see, like, next episode who General Ryson becomes now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, ex- I expect, just because I don't think the writers are doing anything by accident. Um, that it's not just going to be a random, like, it's an angel, and now he's angel racing. Yeah. This is going to be someone either close to Lyrae, um, somebody who has a vendetta against Gabriel and or Michael, mm-hmm. um, or God himself. Like, I think that the, the choice of the angel to right. make rice and diet is was very deliberately it's thought very, out by yes. Julian. Yeah, very um, strategic. Meaning he would have to, because the instant he becomes a dyad... Here's the amphora, boss. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll have to see what what he does with that. Um, Alex, oh all God. your work was derailed. All of it. All everything that you did means nothing. Is for <laughs> everything you did means nothing. Noma, sorry about your wings, but that's the way the cookie crumbles, I number. guess. Yeah. Sorry about that not being able to fly or have any of your powers anymore. But Noma and Alex now, it turns out Lucifer or the man in the yellow hat. I know it's not a yellow hat, but he keeps the hat is like the man in the yellow hat's hat. <laughs> so Lucifer, a.k.a. maybe Lucifer, the man in the yellow hat, yeah. has been protecting them this whole time. Um protecting oh yeah because he was keeping people from getting in yeah he's protecting alex and noma and then he told them to go east yeah he told them to go east so east would be helena Mm -hmm. i think right i assume so because vega is vega i think i'm pretty sure they went i don't know why i i have this picture in my head for some reason i imagine that new delphi is East, like mid, like the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. Vega is obviously Vegas, right? And then Helena, I imagine being on the East Coast. I don't know why. I don't. No, but I, I don't think remember if there's cool. evidence to that. Like I saw a map at some point, um, but for some reason that's where I have it yeah. in my head. No, I like that. Um. So at this point, <sighs> okay. Alex, Noma, Michael. Yes. Teams back together. I'm so happy for that. I'm so happy for that. Thank you. Um, No, I'm glad to get Michael back with Alex. I think they need to be together again. Like, they, like, I, the, the, them being apart 
worked. Mm-hmm. It was definitely something that was effective storytelling wise. Like them being apart and coming back together was a great yes. journey. I'm ready for them to go off and be this like father son team sort of thing. Right. I don't mean that literally, even though there's a maybe for that, but. The potential, like that relationship, is great, and I'm excited to see more of it. I do have a question about Al- the op- where we opened on Alex and Noma's storyline. They're standing there as the guy's chainsawing the door open, right? Yeah. Alex has all the time in the world. Like he's standing there doing anything. Why didn't he evict the chainsaw guy? He stopped trying to do evictions, which I- he should be doing. I wonder if they're trying to... Impl- it's your job, Alex. You had one job. <laughs> you had one job. Save the human race from being possessed by angels God who have gave taken you over 90% job. of the planet. Yeah. One. <laughs> at least one that you can interpret. Right. <laughs> um, and you've interpreted that one, so at least do that. Um, but so, uh, Michael has then seen the burned before, and we start to get... It's the same... Thing and this is where you and I are feeling good because we're like, oh, that burning thing was the same thing that happened in Mallory. Yeah, I mean, regardless of who it tur- who this who guy turns, turns out, out to be, be whoever is protecting I him is protecting it's Mallory. Very clear that this man is the prophet, right? Um, regardless of whether we're right that it's Lucifer or somehow it's Raphael, even though Raphael's a woman, um, you know, they're angels. Right? Genders are loosely defined, maybe. Um, Regardless of who that is, that is the prophet. Yeah, that much we pretty, but especially right. when Michael just goes, "I've seen this before." But then this is what's interesting to me is, in the end, I I know we haven't talked about William Will yet, but in the end, when he's uh, preaching and telling of his story where he gets saved, he says like a light came down. Didn't a light came down and like take take out? Um, so, like somebody who was trying to like mug him or kill him or something, and it it made me feel like is the prophet protecting William Wheel as well? It's a very interesting point. Oh, um, and before we talk about William Wheel, because I want to like transition to that, but somebody was saying they think Helena is in California, which I guess could also work if it's like San Francisco. Yeah, that could work. No, but how is that east? But that's not... Well, that doesn't mean that Helena oh. is where he means to the east. What if Mallory's to the east? That would make sense, because isn't Mallory, like, Alabama or something? I don't know. Right? I, I We've sort of, like, we've never really gotten a clear... I think this is what's becoming clear, is that we've never gotten a set idea of, other than Vegas, where any of these have fallen. Except the base is I supposed think there to be... Are, there were fans who know... Of like an actual, I think they know of like an actual real life location of Mallory that oh I think is somewhere in the south. I thought maybe Alabama or something, but so again, that, that, it's that like adds up. we I don't I don't know if that's the case or not. Like okay. I don't know if that's where that's All supposed right. to be. Regardless, um, supposed to head east. We'll see what that means. Um, but the question that you pose is. Was William Wheel protected by, by the prophet? The prophet by the man in the um, hat. And this is the William Wheel. Like he he comes in. There's a I, I had a question about like how he got into the city because he said it, he's like told the guard like there is for me. I'm William Wheel. How does Claire not get a phone call? <laughs> like 
Hey, uh, hey, your that. dead husband's <laughs> here. You might want to come see this. Right? <laughs> um, but regardless, he got in. Um, and then he immediately goes to a bar, can't get a drink, so he kills a guy who calls his hands yes. buttery. You kill somebody for money so that you can then buy said drink in said bar. Yeah. He shouldn't have called his hands buttery. Jeez. That, I, that moment for me was, uh, I was like, WTF. Although we did know that he, he was part of the, he was the leader of the Gabriel Acolytes. So I, we know that he's been, he has been like torturing and doing bad stuff before. So I don't know why all of a sudden I was like so shocked by this. The scars. This quick, not, it was not by the scars, but I was so shocked by the quick death. I was like, you really robbed a man for money and murdered him. Hmm. But I, that's consistent with his personality, so I guess that makes sense. I also like how, fa- like, father, like, son, they're so close in personality, whereas they butt heads all the time, and they don't, they don't want to admit that they are, but the apple does not fall far from the tree. Whereas yeah. David was a preacher, William, at the end of this episode, is preaching to them, and he had, like, he, he was a, he was, um, a church, leader before yeah so i mean this is the thing that is that i'm when i when he goes through that speech at the end Mm -hmm. he talks about the things that he's like six horsemen which immediately i was like wait six that's the wrong number (laughs) um it's like no they were eight balls on horses no sleepy hollow crossover with this one still would be better yes than a bones Bones. crossover still still Um, would be better (laughs) Uh, there's a blinding flash of light fill, uh, that filled the sky. I am here to cleanse the evil in your troubled hearts. Um, and he says that he, meaning God, is not gone. And anyone else, he's and like, I anybody else it, who tells you that is a liar. I just find it interesting that the people in Mallory are always saying God is protecting their town. And this is the same thing we're hearing from William Wheel, is that God had protected me. Yeah, God saved he's me. still here. He revealed himself to me. Mm-hmm. Um, a light came down from the sky. So, if a, so a, the light came down from the sky. Light. Fire, maybe. Translates to fire. I get that. Um... So, we're uh, dealing with, at this point, like, it's just, is he lying, though? Mm-hmm. That's my big question. David Wheel would 100% be lying. Right. Um, he would not hesitate to spin a yarn about how he miraculously survived, even though he was attacked by eight balls on horseback, trying to steal his three strips of meat and six bullets, and he escaped because the Lord is here and to protect you. Follow me. I, fi- I do your find... money in the bucket. Yes. Um. <laughs> I do find it interesting that just as Zoe falls, we have... William Wheel step into rise because you can't have the conflict just be David versus Claire. You have to kind of have that extra like chaotic element because Claire, um, Claire for the most part doesn't seem to be strong enough to fight David. There always needs to be this extra like ele- extra element in there. Yeah, 
Um, David is a master manipulator. Yes. Like, say what you will about him, he is a master at controlling people. Right. Even when he has nothing, he has nothing yes. but his name and his words, and he still manages to take the very Just people like he son. abused and create an army out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's... Huh, David and Zoe, Claire... Let's just talk about David and Zoe. Yes. they have their own insanity. Um, well, we have that, like, see, trouble, double, triple cross happen, too, in this episode. I told you, Zoe. I told you. You don't just shoot him in the hand. He doesn't need hands to kill you. Yeah. Um, I mean, like... He- and he's very open with her. Like, they're bas- they basically admitted to the other person, when this is done, I am going to try to kill you. Yeah, which I, I like that idea, like, because mm-hmm. that's very much like, yeah, in a rebellion, like, factions break off. And right. even though you're working towards the same goal, people know that, like, these are a little bit more clearly divided than I think you might find. But, like, you would have, like, two of the leaders of a rebellion, like, and, like I have my ideas about what should happen when we're done. And I have my ideas about what should happen when we're done. Mm-hmm. And once you get there, those differences then explode into Civil War Part Two. Um... <laughs> But um, uh, Rosario Vampire uh, says Zoe should have shot David in the legs instead, or shoot him in the head, and then you're done with him. Like once they started the Civil War, I feel like you're like, yeah, you don't need this guy anymore. Like the only problem, aware, the, the only problem is we'd have no storyline without him. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and also, we wouldn't have Anthony Head running around. Right. And we can always use more Anthony yes, Head running it's around. It's true. Uh, so we have Gates <laughs> listening in to. Arika's correspondence with David and Claire get, Claire kind of knows this so she gives the order to say okay attack the armory so they think from their intel that they're attacking the armory they really go to get the food but then they come back and do an attack on the armory while they're confused and wondering why they didn't attack the armory so their guard is let down. Yeah, this was a smart way It was actually a really good plan. Yeah, really good way to play it, except for Gates like leaving his drink unattended. Come on, Gates. Oh, man. Rookie rookie mistake. Put a coaster on it. Rookie mistake. And she did it so obviously too. She was like, look, I'm pouring this in front of you. Not subtle at all. But other than that, Great plan, because rather than... He could have easily just arrested her right away. Yes. Um, but rather than do that, he u- they used her to also win a decisive battle right. in this war. Like, yes. they took back the food. Right. Like, once you get back the food supply, it, like, the war is, like, all but one at mm-hmm. that point. Unless, of course, there's an, angel, oh, an army of eight balls... Waiting and ready to come and attack you. Small details. Yes. Small details. Um, but so, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about in this episode? I think we Well, hit- David leaves Zoe wounded, and oh, actually, yeah, yeah. the biggest scene to me was like, this is a decisive turning point for Claire, and the actress who plays Claire was so good at this. Roxanne McKee. She did such a great job. They brought Claire was real angry. Yeah, they took Claire, they took Zoe to jail. Claire comes in and I'm here thinking and I did love the character of Zoe and I always wanted an alliance between Claire and Zoe so I'm hoping for that. I was like okay, I get my moment. I get my alliance. Instead, we see Claire just shoot her in the face. 
Like, and that I was, was like, shocking. that was shocking. And, and Roxy McKee played it so well. And I'm like, this is bananas. Because A, it's just a bad move. It's a bad, bad, bad move. Because if, I know David took some of the followers, but if Chloe, if Zoe still has followers, you just angered, you just set off the revolution, basically. You, when you kill, when you make someone a martyr like that, you set off your revolution. And unbeknownst to her, Gates is probably dying in the other room. So she's losing another trusted advisor and she knows she can't trust Erica. Erica. So what are you going to do, Claire? Yeah. Erica and her two tall statuesque lady assistants. Right. Um, which she just, like, has, like, one beautiful woman, like, giving her advice, and then she, like, brings in this, like, tall redhead. Another beautiful woman to take the mail. Tall, beautiful redhead. (laughs) Deliver my message to David for me. (laughs) We can't trust the radio. (laughs) Um, so, okay. With that, let's move into some predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Okay. So in next episode, it looks like Julian is going to finally pull the trigger and attack Vega. Now that he has his Amphora, he has his army, he knows the whole deal, and maybe maybe he even does it does so as Gabriel. We don't know. I'm I'm predicting I haven't seen the previews for next week, but I, I'm predicting this is the point where Arika actually flees the city. And um I think that Claire um, Claire will be in a really vulnerable position to a point where a revolution, like a real revolution, might start because of what she's done. Yeah, I mean, I think David, when they find out that Zoe is dead, David is going to use that to really make this a big battle. And right in the middle of that, the um, Julian's army, which we see charging into Vega in the preview, that's when that's going to happen. Um, and what we also see in that preview is that Alex next episode is going to return to Vega and Claire, like we see, you see like surveillance footage and Claire's watching Alex, like right as oh, her our new love boyfriend, our love, love rhombus, the love rhombus love is getting rhombus. very out bent out of shape now <laughs> because if Gates does die, that'll complicate everything. Her Noma, uh, who just lost her wings, all of that. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I am genuinely so excited for this week's episode. I cannot wait. Until then, Jackie Borowski, where can the people keep up with you? Uh, my website, 123jackieb.com, has my Twitter, my Instagram, and my web series, Words, Wine, and Women. And you guys, well, you guys can uh, follow me on Twitter at that's Zach Wilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-S-O-N. Thank you to everyone in the chat roll. Linda Miltz, Chaos13212, and Saeed, I think, Boo69Bs. All you guys, Coughed2009, everyone watching, everyone in the chat roll, everyone that tweets at us throughout the week, do so. Use the hashtag ABTVDominion. You guys can also catch me on the Strain After Show and a bunch more that I will be talking about very soon. Guys, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. 
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.